Hello, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Harvest Church here in Elk Grove. We're excited to have you join us as we share God's message of hope and love. Each week, we bring you a new message from our pastors and guest speakers designed to inspire, uplift your spirits, and challenge you. Whether you're listening on your commute, at home, or on a walk, we hope these messages will bring you closer to God and help you on your faith journey. So without further ado, let's listen in. I want to talk to you this morning about Breakthrough 2024. Look at your neighbor and say, we are going to experience a breakthrough. <laughs> See, this time last year, we did something pretty radical. We actually started fasting and praying for 14 days. And I remember when we introduced the 14 days of glory, we had people nervous, people breaking out in hives, people going into cold sweats. You know, just the thought that you weren't going to be able to eat your favorite foods or drink your favorite drink. I mean, people like really, we had to do some counseling sessions to walk some people through the idea of fasting. But January through December, we saw breakthroughs because we gave God the first fruits of the year in fasting. We said, God, we're giving you this first portion of 2023 in fasting and prayer. And God blessed the remaining, pour everything else for the rest of the year. Well, this year I'm excited because now we have momentum. Now we have understanding. Now we have testimonies. Now we have breakthrough. Now we have people. And many people have been coming up to me saying, Pastor, I'm excited. I'm ready for the fast this year. God did awesome things last year but what is he going to do this year and God is going to bring breakthrough so I want to give you some practical steps and some things as we talk about experiencing breakthrough in 2024 so this month we'll be fasting for breakthrough in our city our church our families and in our lives fasting was the secret of all of the prominent men and women of God in the Bible Moses fasted and he saw God David fasted and he established the nation of Israel. Paul fasted and brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations of the earth. And Jesus fasted and defeated the devil and saved all humanity from their sins. Fasting is the method that moves you from mediocrity to tremendous breakthrough and victory. Amen. If you are dealing with something that's stopping you from living in the fullness of God and having breakthrough in your life, fasting is going to be the key that unlocks the door to everything that God wants to do in your life. This month, 25 years ago, I went into full-time ministry. I was hired as a youth pastor, and I remember telling God 25 years ago, I said, Lord, what's going to be the key for me staying in ministry for a lifetime? Because I gave up too much. I left too much. I walked away from my football career. I walked away from the opportunity of potentially going to the NFL. I left all of that behind for you. I was like Peter, Lord. I gave up everything to follow you. And the Lord told me, he says, son, you must live a fasted life. That's going to be the key for you staying in ministry and being effective for me. And 25 years later, I can tell you that has been probably one of the single biggest individual things that has caused me to continue to walk with 
God effectively. I'm not going through the motions of Christianity, but God has allowed me to be a vessel that's ushering his kingdom in the earth. But the reason that's happening is because I'm going to the source of the power and I'm bringing it everywhere God's called me to go. So when we fast, we are going to the source of life, of transformation and breakthrough, and we're asking God to bring it into our lives and move in a way that we could have never imagined possible. Amen? There's breakthrough that you will experience when you fast and pray. If you are struggling with things, fasting is going to destroy and break the back of the enemy and every attack and assault of hell against your life so that not only will you walk in freedom, but I'm believing that your prodigal sons and daughters are coming home in 2024 because throughout this time of fasting and prayer, these 14 days of glory, we're going to be calling them by name and lifting them up before the throne room of of Jesus Christ. So I want to give you a few aspects about fasting and give you some things that's going to help you. This is a very practical teaching about fasting today, but let's talk about this. Number one, fasting is not a suggestion, but a command that produces breakthrough. It's not a suggestion, it's a command that produces breakthrough. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 16 through 18, he said, when you fast, everyone say, when you fast. He didn't say, if you fast, or if you're contemplating fasting, or if you're wondering if fasting is a good idea. He said, when you fast, he said, do not look somber like the hypocrites do. He said, they disfigure their faces to show men that they are fasting. When you fast, you are not fasting to show people off how spiritual you are that you're fasting. Amen? Come on, somebody. You're not going to be walking around like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass out when I get out of the car because I've been fasting for the last four or five days. No. He said, when you fast, don't disfigure your face and show people that you're fasting. He said, I tell you the truth, you receive your reward in full. Listen, if I'm going to give up food for as many days as we're giving it up, I'm not giving it up just so y'all can think I'm spiritual. I need God to actually do something in my life. Can I get an amen? On them turkeys and steak and, and, and prime rib. Listen, I need God. To, if I'm sacrificing it, Lord, I need you to show up and do something. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. He said in verse 17, but when you fast, everyone say, when you fast. He said, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And listen to this promise. And he said, your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And there are even some versions of the Bible that says, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen. So as you are privately fasting, then God is going to bring a, a corporate or outward breakthrough in your lives. Amen. So one of the greatest tricks of the enemy is to separate the follower of Christ from his power to transform them. One of the biggest things the devil wants to do is keep you separated from the power of God. A lot of people don't believe God is real because they've never seen evidence. 
But the Bible says that we are the body of Christ. We are oracles uh, that God has written on our hearts. We are going to be the examples and models that Jesus Christ is real because of the way that we live and how he's going to produce in us and through us. But if the devil can convince people and separate them from the power of God, then he has tricked them and he's prevented them from walking in the fullness. Satan knows if he can get us to not fast or disregard the importance importance of fasting, then there are certain breakthroughs we will never experience. If he can keep you from fasting, there are certain breakthroughs that you will never experience. You know what one of the biggest tricks of the enemy is to get you to question God and question either God's ability or his willingness to bring breakthrough in your life. Have you seen God move in other people's life and then not happen in your life and you sit back and say, well, God, what about me? You can't do that for me or, well, God does it for everybody else, but I haven't seen it. When we fast, what we do is we bring the power of breakthrough directly into our, our, our inner lives, into our circle, into where we live. Because fasting has the power to bring breakthrough into every area that we give God permission. Amen. So let me tell you a couple of things. If you don't fast, I'm going to give you several things, challenges that you will face that will continually be an area of frustration or disappointment in your life. Those who don't fast, they face these challenges. Number one, they deal with chronic depression. When you don't fast, you will deal with chronic depression. Number two, you will deal with low self-esteem. Number three, you will struggle with secret sin. Number four, you may deal with overwhelming lust. Number five, struggle with uh, sexual perversion. Number six, deal with unforgiveness, which just seems like you just can't let it go. You just can't let it go. It's always, I just can't let it go. I just can't release it. Next, deal with bitterness. H, deal with spiritual oppression. Well, you just feel like just something spiritually is just on you all the time, keeping you from walking in what God has for you. I, you can't get past past failures. It seemed like what happened 20, 30 years ago is still in your present and still blocking you and hindering you from walking forward into your destiny and your purpose. J, deal with habitual sin patterns, just cycles of sin. You just keep doing the same thing. Oh, you know it's wrong. You know you shouldn't do it. You know it's messing up everything around you, but you just keep cycling back into that thing. And K, generational curses. When you don't fast, you will see that these things are a present hindrance. It's a thorn in your flesh. It's something that continues to keep you from breaking through. One of the areas that I dealt with, if I'm being honest, I dealt with depression in the past. I don't know if it was just a generational thing. My father was in the military. He went to Vietnam. And after, I think, just the post-traumatic stress syndrome, him and the alcoholism, there was just this depression in our household, in our family. And as a kid, I struggled with depression from there throughout my, my teenage life for no reason. I had no good reason to be depressed. I just dealt with it on and off, just cycled in and out of depression. And when I began fasting, I remember there was one time I was in Bible college. This bout of depression had come on me for a couple of months. 
and we went on our spring break and I went away to a house for five days and I fasted and I just drank water for those five days and I literally felt the depression break off of my life during that time of fasting and prayer, amen? There was nothing that I had done previous to that that caused it to lift, but the fasting had the power to bring breakthrough in that area of depression. I want you to understand, like Jesus told the man, he said, this kind only come out through prayer and through fasting. If you've tried everything, you went to the counselor, you tried the medication, you got the, you got the latest technology, you got the earphones that's supposed to make your brain waves function the way this, uh, you've done all of this stuff and nothing has worked. Let's try prayer and fasting because this kind, look at your neighbor say, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. There are some things that you will never see breakthrough for until you pray and you fast. If you've gone through abuse in your childhood or in your past and you just can't seem to get past it, bring it to God in prayer and fasting. And I'm telling you, the anointing that breaks the yokes will break that thing in your life and cause you to live in the freedom that you never imagined possible. The devil has been telling you, you're always going to be like this. You're always going to deal with this. This is always going to be a part of your life. But if you say, God, I'm coming to you in prayer and fasting. I'm bringing this thing that I just can't get past to you. I'm telling you, God will begin to break the back of every stronghold and every hindrance and every bondage and burden that has been oppressing you and holding you back for years, for decades, and even for generations. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The only thing that's made me different from my grandfather and my father has been prayer and fasting. That's the difference maker. I'm being, I'm being super vulnerable to y'all today. I remember this was back in maybe 2003, 2004. I had a vision. We were in church, and it was a Sunday, and I saw a vision. I believe it was my father and my grandfather were both uh, actually, it, it might have even been myself. I was in this glass casket. It was a casket made of like crystal. It was glass. You could see through it. And from heaven, I saw this red drop of blood fall down from heaven. And it fell down and it hit the casket and the casket shattered and fell apart and it just broke into pieces. And God was showing me that I was going to be different from my father and from my grandfather because of the power of the blood of Jesus that could break every curse and every hindrance and every stronghold, every belief, every cultural mindset and practice that had been in my bloodline and in my family. But I want to tell you, just like the Lord told me 25 years ago he says son for you to live in freedom and effectiveness you have to live a fasted life amen you have to live a fasted life. I'm not going to tell you it's been easy. I'm not going to tell you it's been convenient. But you know what? I'm a free man, not because John Smith know how to get freedom, but John Smith know how to go to the one who had the power to bring freedom. Amen? This prayer and fasting thing will shift your generations. It will move you from being a victor, victim to a victor. Amen? It will move you from living in bondage to living in total freedom because of the power of prayer and fasting. Now, let me give you a couple of things. Those who engage in fasting, you will experience this. Number one, you will have joy in your life. 
You will have joy in your life. Joy is not predicated upon circumstances. Joy is irregardless of how good or bad things are. It is an eternal joy, a thing that dwells on the inside of you that causes you to rejoice and to celebrate even when things around you are going bad. But people who pray and fast have continual joy in their lives. Number two, they have healthy self-worth and proper self-value. Amen? When you know who you are, people can't tell you who you're not. When you know who you are, people can't, you're not, you, you don't determine my destiny. You don't dictate who I can be and what I can do. God does that. And if I'm connected to the source of life, then I can walk in the fullness of everything that Jesus Christ died to give me. Amen. Come on, and when you pray and fast, you are tapping into the source at an even deeper level. It's like dr drilling a water well. The more that you pray and you fast, the deeper that drill goes down into the source of the purity of the fullness of the presence of God. You were saved when you confessed and gave your heart to the Lord. But when you start praying and fasting, you start digging and pressing into the deep things of God. You start experiencing the goodness of God in the way that people have to look and say how are you doing that you're digging deep into the things of God amen hallelujah number three it helps you to forgive past hurts if you can't let it go if you can't release it if you've been holding on for decades you need to pray and fast fasting is going to help you to get past those past hurts D, it helps you to overcome life, altering disappointments and failures. Amen? Amen? I know we talk about Katrina often, but I mean, you know, if you've been homeless, that kind of affects the way that you, you think. <laughs> and I'm like, God, how did we bounce back from a level of loss that devastating? And it was God said, you just kept praying, fasting, seeking my face. And the restoration of God was so extreme that it became one of the greatest testimonies. I remember being on an airplane with an atheist flying uh, to New York. And the guy was talking about, I don't believe in God. And I started testifying of all the things that God did. I said, now you explain to me in the natural how did this happen? Because one plus one don't equal two in these circumstances. The, uh, a miracle happened, uh, obviously. So you explain to me. I'm telling you the story. You explain to me how God is not real based upon the miracles he's performed in my life. And the dude just looked at me like, I don't have an answer for that. I said, I know you don't because there is no answer for it. <laughs> God is real. Whether you want to believe it or not. God's the one that can pull you from the dump. He can pull you from the trash heap of life. He can pull you from the, from the bottom of the barrel and bring you places you could have never imagined. Amen? Amen. Next, you can walk in sexual purity. Amen? Jesus can make you holy no matter where you came from. He can purify you and cleanse you and wash you of all. I love the story of Mary Magdalene. The Bible says that she was a prostitute who was possessed by seven devils. She wasn't just out there on the street. She had the devil on the inside of her, not just one, but seven devils. And yet the woman, the first person who was allowed 
to see the resurrected Christ was this former prostitute who was full of seven devils because the power of Jesus so purified and cleansed this woman from the depths of her soul, amen? And let me tell you this, Jesus being a rabbi would have never allowed his disciples to be around her if she still carried that prostitute unclean spirit that used to be on the inside of her. He would have never caused all of his disciples to stumble. This woman had become so pure and so holy through the power of Jesus Christ that she could be around the disciples and not become a stumbling block because she was walking in the fullness of God. Amen. God has the power to purify you. And if you come from a unclean past or background through fasting and prayer, God can purify and remove those wrong desires, remove those thoughts that have tormented your mind and have plagued you for years and for decades. And God can heal you from the sexual trauma that you may have experienced because that is the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? If you can discover success when faced with impossible situations. As we do this daily walk, all you're going to see is God keep showing up for people in impossible situations so that they could testify that it was God that rescued them. Amen? Praise God. That's what happens to us when we fast and pray. Gee, we establish generational blessings for us and for our families. I want everyone behind me to be blessed because of what I've been willing to do with and for God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. H, we can tap into our full potential. There's nothing worse than living this life and feel like you're not doing what God created you to do. Amen? But when you fast and pray, God will begin showing you who you really are and what you're capable of. God wants to show you stuff that you could do that makes you scared, that makes you shake when you even think about the possibility of doing it. And then God wants to take you on the journey to start doing it because he wants to show you that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you ask, think, or imagine, not for your neighbor, but in your life. Amen. And one of the ways you tap into that is through fasting and prayer. And then I, you break free from generational curses and habitual sin patterns. Fasting and prayer will cause you to live in the fullness of that freedom. Amen. Amen. Now, let me talk to you for a few moments about restoring your physical health. One of the lies of the enemy is that fasting will hurt you physically or will harm your body. That's one of the things that the enemy, I remember um, um, uh, a medical doctor, and not my medical doctor, but the medical doctor told me, he said, if you fast and pray, you're going to have uh, kidney shutdown, kidney failure, and you could potentially die if you fast. I said, wow, really? That could happen to me? I'm like, man, well, I've been fasting for like 15 years now, and, and no kidneys have, have shut down and failed. And matter of fact, and I'm saying this to the glory of God, but in 2017, I went for 21 days on water only and fasting and prayer. I did not die. I did not get sick. I did not have to go to the hospital. I did lose a whole bunch of weight. I lost 37 pounds in 21 days. Hey Amen. I was looking like skinny man around there. I, I don't look like skinny man right now, but <laughs> right? And I couldn't believe, I said, wow, God, I, you brought me through to the other end of this. Fasting and prayer actually caused me to be healthier. Yeah. Fasting and prayer actually improved my health. It didn't detract and turn away from my health. 
Let's look at Daniel chapter 1, verse 8 through 20. It says this, But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief officer for permission not to defile himself this way. He said, Now God had caused the official to show favor and sympathy to Daniel, but the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord, the king, who has assigned you food and drink. Why will he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? And the king would have... um, didn't have my head because of you. Basically, he was saying, if you fast, you're going to look terrible, you're going to get sick, and the king is going to kill me because I'm not doing my job. That was what the eunuch was saying to Daniel. But listen to what Daniel says back to him in response. He said, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance to what you see. He said, I have so much confidence in God and in this practice and discipline of fasting and prayer that put us in a fasted state against the young men that's going to eat all of this good food and drink all of this good wine and after 10 days look at us and see which one of us is in better physical condition in verse 14 so he agreed this and tested them for 10 days and at the end of 10 days everyone say at the end of 10 days they, speaking of Daniel and his friends, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. And these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kind of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kind. I'm not going to dive deep into that part, but not only did Daniel and his friends physically get healthier, but it literally unlocked their capacity to think, to have wisdom and understanding. Even their intellectual capacities increased through fasting and prayer. Their intellectual capacities increased through fasting and prayer. Daniel literally started learning more thinking more and having the ability to increase in his intellect through fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer will unlock things in your life that nothing else will. Can I give a good yes and amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Uncommon health, it will cause you to have better physical health than those of the same age and will reverse the effects of aging. Uh, Dr. Goldhammer said this, water fasting for three days can regenerate your entire immune system. It can cause stem cells to kickstart new white blood cells, and it also gets rid of cells that are damaged or ineffective. One of the things, and I, and I don't have the time to, to unfold this, but when you fast and pray and you do something like a water fast for about three or four days, it literally begins to devour Uh, cells in your body that are unhealthy or that would cause sickness and infirmity in your body. And then what it does is it regenerates and it renews brand new cells inside of your physical system. That's the reason why you can come out of a fast, you can go into a fast sick or not feeling great and come out of a fast healthy and feeling much better because your body is literally regenerating and renewing itself through the process of fasting. That's the scientific side of fasting and prayer. That's not even the spiritual. Amen? Sister Diana was here last year. She had her diabetes. And uh, right before, in January of last year, they told her, if your diabetes count continued to go the way that it's going, we're going to have to put you on insulin uh, type 2 because she was trending in that direction. 
we went through the time of fasting and prayer and she came out of the fast and she started checking her numbers and the doctors told her they said we hadn't seen your numbers like this in years they're like what are you doing she said oh i went through a time of fasting with my church what her medication could not do what her doctors could not do the 14 days of glory physically reversed the diabetes and her her count that was causing her to have unhealthy diabetic numbers and sickness and infirmity in her body amen because fasting and prayer came from God and it works amen hallelujah Let me give you some final fasting tips as we close. Practical fasting tips. Number one, before you start this fast, you need to establish the length and the scope of the fasting. We know we're doing the 14 days of glory, but this is the time to prepare and pray. Say, God, what type of fast am I going to do over the 14 days? Don't go into the fast and be like, oh, I'm going to figure it out when I get there. Bad idea. Because when you're riding down the street and you see that billboard with the big food. <laughs> you're going to turn into the drive, drive through. I'm not going to lie. I have to like block my vision during the fast because those billboards, the thing is jumping off the billboard, talking to me. Hamburgers like. You know, the hamburger grows the mouth and the eyes and it starts to speak. Hey, John, just come over, buddy. Just come hang out for a few minutes. Just one burger. <laughs> like, no, I can't do it. Get away, get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. But establish what type of fast you're going to do before the fast start, amen. All right, let me give you a couple of fasts. Number one, the Daniel fast. This is water and vegetables only. This is a very healthy fast, uh, great fast. If you're doing physical work, you can do physical work and still eat vegetables and drink uh, water and those type of things. This is a great diet for those who have labor work. You can, you can get through this. Number two, partial fast. This is a restricted diet uh, such as soups and broths, rice and bread, no meat, sweets, or pleasurable foods, and um, minimal to no caffeine. This is a partial fast. Um, last year, when we did the 14 days of glory, I did eight days of water. And then the last six days, if my count is right, that I did, um, I did soup at 5 p.m. for the rest of the fast. And that's what I did. I did a, a, part, a mixed fast or a partial fast in the second half. Number three, you can do a liquid fast. This is where you drink natural juices, healthy smoothies, or protein shakes. If you want to keep it liquid but still have calories and things because you have to have some brain power because of the type of work you do or what's going on, uh, you can do natural juices, healthy smoothies, and protein shakes. Number four, you can do a water fast, drinking water only for a designated period of time. Let me tell you this about water fasting. Water fasting takes physical acclimation. If you've never water fasted before, you don't just go in and do 21 days of water. You hear what I'm saying? Unless you got an angel that came down from heaven and said, look, I'm with you. You will survive. You, but your body has to acclimate to doing water fasting. You grow in it. And, but the more you do, the easier it becomes. 
Number five, you can do a hybrid fast. When we used to do 21-day fast, we would do seven days water, then we would transition to seven days of juice or broth, and then we would end with like seven days of vegetables. So you can do like a hybrid fast, though we're not doing 21 days. I'm just giving that as an example. And then the last one is you can eat one meal a day for a set period of time. This is more like what we call intermittent fasting. This is where you say, okay, at 8 p.m. every night, that's going to be my one meal for the day throughout. I'm not going to eat, but I'm going to eat that one time in the day. I've done many 21-day fasts like that with just eating one time in the day. This is a, a great fast to do also for those who have a lot of activity. While we are fasting, you want to do these things. You want to spend time in the Bible and with spiritual material. Amen? You want to read the Bible and you want to read books have spiritual material, you want to have your prayer list, your worship music, your journal. You want to replace your normal entertainment with feeding on God's word and his presence. Amen. Let me tell you this. 14 days of sacrificing food is nothing in comparison to having an entire year full of the blessings and the breakthrough of God. Amen. When I looked at last year, I said to myself, I said, those 14 days were nothing in comparison to how awesome you moved in my life and throughout this church in this region, Lord. I said, I probably should have fasted longer for how much you moved and how gloriously you moved and did things in harvest and in this region. Amen. Um, while you're fasting, you want to abstain from activities that feed your flesh. So you want to minimize the social media, the YouTube, the Netflix, the news stations, the sitcoms, etc. when you fast. When you fast, you become open to the spirit realm. Did, did you hear what I just said? Anything that you put into your spirit during the time of fasting becomes concentrated. Good and bad. That's the reason why... If you read the Bible normal, it's okay. You read the Bible when you're fasting, it feels like the words are jumping off the page. You pray normal, it's okay. You pray while you're fasting, it's like God's in your ears speaking directly to you because it opens you up to the spirit realm and it causes whatever you do to be concentrated. So on the flip side of that, during the time of fasting, you don't want to have things that defile or put junk into your spirit because it becomes concentrated during the time of fasting and prayer. That's why you want to put those activities to the side. You hear what I'm saying? All right. In closing, and this is the, um, this is the favorite one for all the men. I know the guys are going to love this, this last one. Fellas, this, look, if you're a man... Uh, is this is you talk to Jesus about this? Don't 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 send no emails or talk to pastor. This is not on me, amen. Guys, you hear what I'm saying? All right. Last but not least, you should you should abstain from sexual intimacy during your time of fasting as well. First Corinthians seven five says this: abstaining from sex is permissible for a period of time if you both agree to it, and if it's for the purpose of prayer and fasting, but only for such, uh, for such a time, then come back together again. While you are in the time of fasting, it's time to put the nookie-nookie to the side for a couple of weeks, amen? If you're not married, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. But if you're married, you just put the nookie-nookie to the side. You got to go sleep in another room. 
Ladies, put on the ugly pajamas. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the ugly pajamas. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the ugly pajamas. <laughs> the one the husband trying to get you to throw away for the last. Put those on for the 14 days. We're going to be all right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, the one, ooh, onesie, have mercy. It looked like a two-year-old, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. And last but not least, rearrange your schedule to accommodate your fasting and prayer. Amen. You know you're going to be fasting, adjust your schedule. Give God two weeks. God's going to give you a blessed 2024. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 6, 17, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Father, just even as I've been able to unpack this teaching for a few moments. God, that you would give your people the grace to fast and pray, even as we're starting on January the 14th, for our 14 days of glory. That, Lord, people who have been struggling in their lives, in their mind, in their emotion, with their past, Lord God, with just internal struggles. God, I'm praying that during this time of fasting and prayer, they're going to be healed. They're going to be delivered. They're going to experience breakthrough. You're going to destroy the works of the devil, Lord God. You're going to break generational curses, Lord. You're going to break generational iniquity. God, you're going to break things from the past. God, those who have had chronic sickness and illnesses, God, you're going to heal them and set them free. God, those who have received diagnosis from the doctor that said you will never, ever, ever live without this, that Lord, they will experience the miracle working power of Jesus Christ, Lord, through this time of fasting and prayer. As you said, this kind only comes out through fasting and prayer. And God, I'm believing that total deliverance and freedom will be the portion of your sons and your daughters in 2024 as we go through these 14 days of glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. We pray that today's message has touched your heart and encouraged your spirit. We believe that the Word of God has the power to transform our lives and inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more inspirational messages. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you, and we look forward to seeing you at one of our weekend services and sharing with you once again next week.